Welcome back to the Born to Prosper 90-day devotional series. And today we want to have a look at day 57. Our title today, God prospers you to fulfill his will. Our scripture verse 1 Chronicles 22 verse 11 in the Living Bible. It says, So now, my son, may the Lord be with you and prosper you and do what he told you to do and build the temple of the Lord. Today's devotion. Scripture tells us that Solomon built an incredible temple or church for God during his reign as king. David, his father, was declaring prosperity over Solomon to be able to accomplish God's will through Solomon. So often Christians fret and stress over finances and personal success and forget that God saved us to fulfill his will on earth. To do God's will on earth, we will need finances and prosperity. God knows this and will cause you to prosper to have the means to do this. Although the Bible declares Solomon to be a very wise man, and he was, he can sometimes focus on his wisdom and not the reason for his wisdom. His wisdom made him see and approach things differently in his time, which made him prosperous. Notice David's charge to his soon-to-be king's son in verse 11 when he said, Do what he told you to do and build the temple of the Lord. Firstly, there was an instruction from God, which is obedience. And secondly, there was a reason for the instruction, which is the purpose or God's will. Remember, we are saved for God's will to be done through us, not our wills to be fulfilled by God. Jesus taught his disciples to pray like this in Matthew 6 verse 9. He said, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus said, pray God's will from heaven to be fulfilled on earth through you. Question, are you praying to God to bless you for you, or are you praying to God to bless you for him and his kingdom? Paul wrote to the church in Galatians 2 when he said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. So often Christians take that verse out of context and think they no longer can have an identity, that they can't feature anywhere anymore. Paul was saying, I have been crucified with Christ. In other words, the same purpose Christ was crucified for now becomes my purpose. So it's no longer I that live. I don't live to fulfill my purpose or will, but I live to fulfill His will and purpose through me. God doesn't expect you to disappear. He needs you to be promoted and increased to prosper. Without being prospered, you cannot build anything. So David told Solomon to use his prosperity and build the temple of the Lord. Jesus told his disciples in Matthew 16, On this rock I will build my church. So we are called to build the church of Jesus spiritually and physically. Why do you think the enemy works so hard to make tithing and offerings so controversial? Because he knows that a Christian who understands his or her assignment on earth, and that is to build Jesus' church, is a threat to his destiny. You cannot build if you don't have any resources. So it is important that you pray prosperous prayers, but then be obedient to see your commitment to building through. So many Christians initially ask God to bless them, and He does. But then they end up building their lives more than God's church. Remember, a portion goes to God, and a portion to you, and a portion to sow. So God doesn't want all your resources. God gives us resources to fulfill His purpose through us. If every Christian simply gives God a portion of his resource that he has blessed them with, think how powerful and how much quicker his church will be built on earth. Many Christians forget that God is the supplier or source of our resources. The earth is the Lord's and everything therein. The psalmist reminds us in Psalm 24. He says, we are simply stewards of his blessing and resources. So Jesus spoke about Christians worrying about resources and supplies in Matthew 6:28. So why do you worry about your clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, and neither toil nor spin. 
So Jesus was saying that a lily that is connected to the source of soil keeps growing and producing because God supplies. How much more you and I, when we sow, ask God to prosper you for his will to be done through you. So as we reflect on today's devotion, I want to encourage you today that as we've looked at the last while, that God prospers you to fulfill his will. I mean, it's this constant debate. And again, you've heard me say this in the days that have passed and the days that will still come. It's this never-ending debate, this conversation about money, the church, prosperity, tithing, offerings. I mean, recently, a prominent biblical teacher has now come out and said that his whole teaching on tithing for his whole ministry is now no longer applicable. Don't read the books. Don't listen to things I was saying on tithing in the past. And again, I don't disagree. I don't say that people can't change their viewpoint or revelation on something. But as we've been saying as well the last while, if that's the case, that suddenly everything that you taught those years on tithing, etc., is now suddenly false, and, we, and the people mustn't read your books, well, then you must give the money back that you also took from those people as a result of that so-called false teaching. And so sometimes we can change our mind on certain things, but ultimately God wants to prosper you. God wants to bless you in order to what? To fulfill his will. So it's never about the tithe for your personal gain. It's never about the tithe suddenly now becoming a wrong teaching in the body of Christ. I mean, tithing is an Old Testament and a New Testament instruction. What Jesus tells us in the New Testament is don't neglect the tithe, but you must now focus on more weightier matters of mercy and justice. Because those days, women caught in adultery, stoned her to death. If you commit sin, kill them. It was a lawful generation. And Jesus says, I haven't come to remove the law, the tithe. I've come to fulfill it. So now you must give under grace, give as you purpose in your heart. But the tithe doesn't disappear. What does disappear is the hardness of the heart, the merciless generation, the unjust generation. Why? Because the will of God is what? Is Jesus. What is God's will for my life? Jesus. So it's no longer I that live. I have been crucified with Christ. So God doesn't remove you. You don't disappear now when you say it's no longer I that live. Some people misunderstand that and they go into this hyper-spiritual life where it's everything is now spiritual, everything on the world, on the earth is bad and everything is evil. And no, God gave us the earth to enjoy. I mean, the natural world we see, the sun, the stars, the moon, the earth, the oceans, the mountains, the forests. God wants you to rest. God wants you to take vacations. God wants you to, he wants you to advance, to have dominion over, dominate this thing called earth, this planet. But again, we looked at the last few days in order to fulfill his will. So David was speaking to his son, Solomon. He was a great man in scripture, one of the greatest men in scripture. David, but he wasn't the one that God was going to use to build the temple. And so he says to his son, do what's in your heart. Why? To fulfill the will of God through you. And so although David contributed vastly towards the building of that temple, the temple in Israel that Solomon ended up building, it was God's will to build it through Solomon. So there are certain things that God will birth through you. There are certain things that God will birth through your children. But ultimately, it's all about what? Fulfilling his will. And his will is Jesus. And Jesus said, I've come to seek and save the lost. I've come that we can take lost people with us to heaven. So your prosperity, your career, your decisions, your daily routines, your life, everything that you do, ultimately, when you go home at night and you put your head on your pillow and you've had a busy day and a hard day and God's graced you and God's gifted you to, to be that skillful person in that career, ultimately, at some point, God says, now take that whole perspective of your life and a portion of that, give me some kingdom time, go to church, give me a portion of your income, 
Be salt, be light, be hope to people at work when they're disillusioned. Pray, lay hands on the sick, connect yourself to a local church. All these things are the will of God so that His light may shine through us. His will may be known on the earth. And I want to encourage you today. God's going to use you. Some of you, God's going to raise up to be incredibly prosperous people. But don't lose sight of His will in that moment when God blesses you. Amen. Because God, He wants His will to be fulfilled through your life. And it's His will. So your skill, your talent, your gift, it's not your greatness. You might do great things and greater things you might do, but it's His greatness that flows through you. Never forget that. And I pray that as you are continue to be prospered in your life on this earth, God is going to do great and mighty things in and through your life. Amen. So come on, let's declare God's word over our life today as we go into today. So Father, I come to you today in Jesus' name, and I thank you for prosperity to do your will. Thank you that you keep reminding me why you are blessing me and that it is to build your local church and advance your kingdom. I commit afresh today to build your church. Use me, Father. Let your will be done through me. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. So what action steps will you apply today to live prosperously? Where do you need to sort of look again, realign certain things? Come on, take on today with a a uh, re-energized vigor. You're going to have an awesome day today. Amen. Be salt, be light, and watch what God is going to do. He's going to continue astounding you with His goodness. Have a great, great day, and I can't wait to see you on the other side of this on day 58. Be blessed.